Well, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of the USF Health Morsani College of Medicine Alumni Society podcast, always a mouthful. I am really delighted that we have a couple of honored guests today. We're talking about the why and the impact of scholarship. And with me today is Leslie Black, who is the mother of one of our 1998 alum, Brian Dumay. You will learn a little bit more about Brian and his memory as we go forward. Also with me is Dr. Charles Edwards, who was a classmate of Brian with the class of 1998 and is now an associate professor at the USF Health Morsani College of Medicine. So welcome to both of you. Thank you so much for joining me. And Leslie, I'm gonna start off with you. I know you and I've talked and you've shared some, some really amazing stories about Brian with me, but I thought maybe you could pick one of your favorite to give us a sense of who Brian was and then a little bit about what happened to Brian and how we ended up here today. Okay. Um, I went over my mind trying to um, think about how Brian was at that age and in medical school. And I couldn't come up with any words that really described him better than his own personal statement. So um, if it's all right with you, I would like to read from that. Absolutely. In his own words, he describes himself better than I could. Um, I have chosen to pursue, pursue a career in general surgery because in my estimation, general surgeons are the most complete physicians. Like the internist, the surgeon must have an intimate understanding of the physiology and anatomy of the human body as well as a deep comprehension of the various disease processes that alter the normal function of the body. The surgeon must also possess the skills of observation, the ability to generate an extensive, atten extensive differential diagnosis and the intellectual ability to reduce that list to a working diagnosis. What sets the surgeon apart from other surgeons is his ability to perform a curative intervention and restore function to a body that had previously been crippled by disease and thereby improve the patient's quality of life. These are the qualities and skills that I want to develop in myself as a physician and a surgeon. I fully anticipate that the next five years will be the most challenging, stressful, and often painful years of my life. I realize that there will be certain aspects of my life which I will have to sacrifice in pursuit of my goal of becoming a surgeon. However, I know that I have already developed the character qualities that will carry me through this period. And that among those are perseverance, dedication, a desire to learn and improve, a sense of responsibility, and the ability to work as part of a team. I started developing these qualities early in my life. At the age of 13, I started working to help my mother support the family and pay my school tuition. I received a very solid foundation of mathematics and science in high school and realized then that I wanted to go into medicine. In college, I majored in engineering science 
and developed critical thinking skills and the ability to apply knowledge in the solving of new problems. During my last two years in college, I was involved in the Army ROTC program, which helped me develop leadership and management skills and a strong teamwork mentality. I have chosen in, to serve in the US Army out of both a sense of duty and selfishness. I feel strongly that in a country with so many blessings of freedom, it is the responsibility of those who perceive the sacredness of those freedoms to be prepared to defend them. I also believe that the men and women who have made the commitment to defend this country, often at the risk of personal harm, deserve the best medical care available for both themselves and their families. My selfish motivation for becoming an army surgeon is that I believe that I will derive great satisfaction and enjoyment from treating soldiers and their families. The next plus, the next 20 plus years of my life are pretty well mapped out as I plan on having a long and fulfilling career in the army. I am very interested in trauma surgery and vascular surgery and would like to do a fellowship in one of these areas. After retirement from active duty, I plan on staying active in the Army Reserve and starting a general surgery practice in a rural community. And that was, that is Ryan, Ryan's personal statement describing himself to get and into medical school. I was just going to ask you, that was this, that's what he wrote starting on that journey. Yes. Tell us a little bit, Leslie, about where Brian left off in that journey, because we know, unfortunately, he didn't get to fulfill those dreams and those aspirations. Right. He had finished all of his studies at um, University of South Florida. And um, because he was in the army, they wanted to send him, um, he was in the honors surgery training and they wanted to send him to uh, two months of honors surgery training. And the first one to be completed in September of 97, was Walter Reed Army Hospital for a month of honors surgery training. And then following that in October, he was gonna to go to Madigan Army Hospital in Washington State for another month of training. Um, and then I have notes here. Um, this was a conversation that he and I had had. Um, I believe it's referring to as an acting, when he returns, um, he would have an acting internship in internal medicine starting in February with Dr. Wallach. Um, he had only been there a few days and um, he was near Mount Rainier in Washington state and he decided he wanted to go on to a day hike. And um, Brian went by himself. He was very adventurous along with his brother, Dean. And um, 
He only wore jeans and a t-shirt and a flannel shirt and his docksiders. And um, he did not listen to a weather report before he left. He had rented a red car and he went to Mount Rainier and rather than taking a simple um, tourist attraction view of what they offered there at the mountain, Brian went off on an old logging road by himself. And um, he decided he just wanted to go. And as he did in many things, he was an explorer. And um, he wanted to see what the mountain was all about. He climbed very high from his automobile. And we have um, a camera pictures that were developed. And one picture is very dark and um, stormy looking. And Brian did not realize what was coming towards him. And it was the first winter storm that the mountain had had in October. It was a whiteout storm. And he tried to get back to his car and came very close to it. But the sheriff said from Pierce County that they believe he fell and became unconscious. And um, when they found him, they think he was, he, well, he died from the hypothermia, but they did not find his body for four days. Um, Dean and Brian's wife, Rebecca, had called us. I forgot to mention this, that um, Brian was missing. And this was around the 5th of October. And at the at um, Madigan Army Hospital in Fort Lewis, they had him listed as AWOL. And that's what Dean was telling us. And Russ immediately got on the phone to the general of Fort Lewis and explained that you don't know Brian. He's not AWOL. He's missing. There's something wrong. So they began to send out their own search and rescue as well as uh, Pierce County. And um, they did find his body. We, we arrived the day they found his body. And um, Rebecca, Brian's wife, and a pastor came to get us at the airport. And because Dean was a policeman in Palm Beach County, Florida, he was permitted to be involved in his brother's search and rescue. We had only been in the pastor's office a few hours, I, th I think, and someone came in and um, said that they had found him, but that he wasn't alive. And um, I can remember all of us screaming and crying and, oh, no, 
and um, total shock and total disbelief. I threw a towel and I picked up the Bible on the pastor's desk. He was an Air Force pastor. And um, we spent part of the time grieving there. And um, that's basically, we, I guess we stayed there a week. But, um, and then we came back to uh, University of South Florida. They had a memorial service in Washington and then another memorial service at University of South Florida. And then we had another memorial service uh, here in West Palm Beach. Um, and um, honestly, I, I, I don't remember Rebecca's eulogy for Brian. And I don't remember what my son said. I guess I was still in such a state of shock and disbelief that I just don't have a memory of it. Well, that was one of the reasons I wanted to invite Dr. Edwards, because a couple things have happened. One is that we have what we call class scholarships at the Morsani College of Medicine, and each of our classes, mine included, uh, has established a scholarship. And Dr. Edwards, your class scholarship has been named in, in memory of Brian, and you shared that you have a particular memory of that memorial service and that eulogy. And I thought maybe you could just share with us what you remember about Brian and, you know, how you've been inspired to be a donor to your class scholarship and what it means that that scholarship is in Brian's memory. Of course, uh, first of all, Leslie, I'm so sorry. Um, I can't even imagine what you've been through over all these years. Um, the first thing I'll say is that medical school is a unique experience. There were 100 people in our class, which sounds like a lot, but you spend 24-7 around each other for a good three, three and a half years. Um, and so while you not, might not become best friends with everybody, you, you certainly know everybody. And everyone forms a tight bond. It's like you've gone through two years of basic training. Mm -hmm. um, and for the two, first two years, several hours a day, we would move to our laboratory facilities, which were based in groups of four people sitting in a chair. And Brian sat right in front of me for two years. So, uh, yeah, I got to know him. Um, and I think the first thing that comes to mind is just a good, solid guy. You know, he, he wasn't the most talkative. Uh, he, he seemed to be focused on two things and that was his medical studies and his wife. Um, you know, she would come around to, uh, social gatherings because not only did we work together, but we all played together because that's, we were around each other so much. Um, and it was clear he completely doted on her, um, one thing I always noticed about Brian, he always wore headphones in the lab yeah. and he liked to play the music really loud. Yeah. Like I could hear it across the way perfectly. <laughs> and I used to give him a hard time about it. I said, you're going to lose your hearing, buddy. <laughs> um, 
And then, uh, you know, one thing I'll say is that when everybody heard about it, that he had died and, and the circumstances surrounding it, I mean, one of the things that shocked us besides what had happened was that it happened to him. Because if there was anybody in our class that could have handled himself in an outdoor situation, well, everyone would have picked Brian. Um, we did too. So it was stunning. And then one of my other vivid memories is when we had a memorial service at the college. So all the students were in a big auditorium and family and professors and his wife spoke. And I'll just never forget the loss and the anger and the power in her voice and she gave a very stirring message for all of us to uh, you know live your essentially live your life to the fullest be the best you can be you know that's what brian would have wanted it was just the emotion in her voice and the purpose it was it, it left a mark on me that's for sure and i know it left a mark on a lot of other people so dr edwards i know you've gone on to be a donor, generous donor to your class scholarship is, is there something about having that scholarship be in, in memory of Brian that's inspired you to give, or is there something else in addition to that, perhaps that inspires you? Well, I think one thing in general about scholarships, particularly at USF, and that's where I went to medical school. It's where I did my residency training and it's where I've worked pretty much ever since is that it's tough to get through medical school. You know, you heard about Brian working jobs ahead of time and people end up with a lot of debt. And back then it was still a fair amount of debt. Today it's unimaginable. And I ended up with a lot of debt, you know, and fortunately was able to pay it off. And so at the time USF didn't have a great deal of scholarships. You know, it was a much different school back then, smaller. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I felt that once I was able to afford it, I would contribute to a scholarship. And, you know, one of the interesting things is, you know, you're going to give your money, but you'd like it to be recognized in some way that's, that's close to you. And so when I heard about Brian's scholarship, which frankly, I didn't hear about until recently, um, I said, well, that's perfect. You know, if I can donate to that scholarship, you know, it'll still serve the purpose I want it to serve and give some student, you know, a little extra, extra financial aid, but it also help keep alive the memory of a, of a good man that we lost way too soon. Thank you for doing that. My pleasure. I wish I didn't have to. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, as I said to you both, as we started this, that it would go very quickly and it has, we're at almost our, our mark, but I, I cannot express Leslie, how sorry I am that, that you lost your son at such a young age, how much the field of medicine has surely missed what he would have contributed and how grateful I am that you were willing to share the story of Brian. I think it is 
it's very touching and it's sort of that gut-wrenching, you know, feeling that I have for you and how you're able to do this and keep, keep your composure. I know it's been many years, but I don't think the loss, the sense of that loss ever goes away. It doesn't. Yeah. And Dr. Edwards, I haven't really had a chance to get to know you, but I, I really do appreciate that you were willing to come and share a little piece about Brian. That was one of the things Leslie asked is I'd really like to hear a little bit about Brian from someone that knew him then in a different, from a different perspective and in a different capacity. And you certainly, I think, met that challenge and done that today. So thank you. Thank you. Of course. And thank you both again. I mean, this is, this is really trying, you know, I'm trying to get real human stories out to people and share some of the the experiences of our alumni and our family, our, the family of our alumni. So thank you both. And I'm going to let you both go on and get back to your days, but I really do appreciate it so much. Thank you, Valerie, for choosing Brian. Absolutely. Thank is, you, Dr. Edwards. Is it possible if I could, we can stay on this and meet, I could chat with Leslie for a bit? Absolutely. I'm going to stop. The if that's recording. okay. Sure, 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 sure. Mm -hmm. Hold on. Yes. <laughs>